Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Well, everything is such a broad term. Can you narrow it down for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't know okay. anything about solar this week. <laughs> you know it all. Uh, I don't know about it all, but uh, I do want to we'll zero in on a couple things. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, solar is, is going great. Uh, we're getting lots and lots of people who are interested in solar and then uh, going, wow, I really missed the boat on this. <laughs> and, you know, two, I looked at it, you know, two years ago and, uh, you know, so, so, well, you know, sometimes waiting is not the best strategy. Right. I think I said it, it, it is not going to get any better. That's the, that's the thing. I don't think it's going to turn around and, yeah. and uh, they're going to make it super attractive again, but it's certainly looking like the state has no chance of meeting, meeting the, uh, you know, the goal of a hundred percent renewable energy by, 2035. Wow. <laughs> so, in you know, 12 years. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that uh, you've always said that you've never met a person who said, uh, I'm glad I waited. For sure. <laughs> yes. Solar. Uh, every solar customer we've had has been, I can't believe I waited so long to do it. And the current people are going to be saying the same thing. That, uh, right. You know, I, I wish I would have done it sooner because it was really great, be, you know, with the NEM 2.0. But now the new reality is the NEM 3.0, where the solar incentives are, are less. They're, they didn't go 100% away, but mm -hmm. it is, uh, it's definitely changing. It makes it really difficult to try to offset 100% of their electricity cost just because in the winter months, we just don't generate enough solar energy because we don't have enough sun hours. So, mm. Adam, maybe you could uh, fix that by, you know, moving the earth a little closer to the sun. And we could... <laughs> I'll get on it. Okay. <laughs> Everybody look up and blow at the same time. Blow the other direction. Yeah. yeah. Or, or stop. Whatever you want. <laughs> we'll start going backwards in time like Superman. Oh, no. Yeah. That would be perfect. Uh, but nope. And then we'd all die. Yes. Fall of death. So. Uh, in any event, we'll just probably keep things how they are and have a little bit less solar energy in the winter months. Well, I, I'm looking forward, not really, but to the day when you're like, hey, Adam, NEM 4.0 is coming. <laughs> and then this is when, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to look well, and that, back that could, Yeah, that could certainly help mm. or hurt or make, it, make things a lot worse. Who knows? But right. uh, We'll see what happens then, and I will certainly report on any NEM 4.0 or 3.1 or whatever they, NEM 3.0A to yes. make it even more complicated for people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but today I wanted to talk about the solar uh, convention that is actually happening, happening in Las Vegas next week. Oh. Yep. And this is, so it's called InterSolar. 
and it's in Las Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year it was in, it actually almost went away during COVID, but it's back and it looks like it's really, really popular. Okay. Uh, I am not going and neither is uh, Straight Talk SolarCast, but we will attend virtually. Okay. <laughs> so lots of, uh, you know, lots of invitations to come and meet everybody. Uh, but there's going to be lots of opportunity. There'll be tons of topics. It is funny. I'm looking at all of the conference sessions and it's almost like they took our podcast oh, no. <laughs> and said, okay, every <laughs> subject, it's just so funny. It's uh, it's really amazing, you know. The, uh, so you're, yeah, you're welcome, InterSolar. But, uh, <laughs> and they have experts behind every single one of these topics, which sure. is great. And, you know, it's, it is interesting because some of the things I've not heard about or, you know, I haven't gotten any updates. Apparently, they have some updates. So oh. uh, one of the big ones is in the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed uh, last year. Mm-hmm. I think it was last year. They, uh, If you used uh, domestic manufactured products, so the sol- if the solar panels essentially were made in the United States, uh, the 30% tax credit turns into a 40% tax credit. Whoa. And what? Yeah, exactly. That, now, Wait. of course, the person who wrote it this uh, this rules. Uh, they said that the steel that comes from the solar panels has to be made in the U.S. Oh, well, uh, solar panels don't have any steel in them, oh. and so <laughs> we're good. We're yeah, so everyone's good. <laughs> All right. uh, so yeah, exactly. And so um, so now it looks like this might be corrected in the next year. So if solar panels. You know, somebody's getting solar now. Uh, maybe it'll be rolled back to 2023, or maybe to the beginning of the Inflation Reduction Act, and everyone will get a oh, 10% nice. uh, tax credit bump, which which would be nice. It's going to create a huge amount of trouble uh, <laughs> and <laughs> contracts and so forth. But going forward, you know, if that does come to, uh, you know, come to existence. It's going to be really great for U.S. produced solar and our company. We definitely use. Highly recommend uh, the U.S. Uh, produced solar because it's not only a great product, but of course, you know, we're kind of keeping keeping the business in the United States and uh, several Chinese manufacturers uh, have been accused and uh, pretty much convicted uh, in, in international, as much as, a, you know, a Chinese company can be convicted mm-hmm. of uh, using slave labor to manufacture solar panels. Oh, boy. Yeah. So. <laughs> So that's not great. So, you know, if we're giving a 30% tax credit on solar, you know, it's not going away for Chinese made solar panels, but it is, you know, essentially the U.S. is subsidizing, uh, you know, slave labor. So we don't, not big fans of that. Oh boy, again. (laughs) What about, uh, does that include Canada or Mexico manufactured uh, solar panels? I I believe Canada is included. I'm not sure about Mexico, uh, but they they do avoid a lot of the tariffs that were... Right. put in so if they come from mexico so there are some manufacturers that are starting to and actually mexico itself is uh, starting some of their own solar uh, panel projects hmm. and manufacturing we actually used uh, some of uh, mexican made solar panels and they are producing great yeah just just can't turn the system on yet but uh, eventually we will <laughs> and then it's, it's gonna be, but when i did have it on it was those panels were producing 30 percent more than what we uh, ex- exceeding our projections by 30 percent so awesome that's really great all right yep viva la rasa yeah and <laughs> another another big one uh that's you know straight out of the pages of uh, straight talk solar cast 
is the electric vehicles as a grid storage resource and mm -hmm. vehicle to grid interconnection. And so what that what we've talked about in previous podcasts yep. is using electric vehicles. Uh, if somebody, I just talked to somebody the other day uh, who works from home, uh, has an electric car, and really, you know, this would be perfect for this person to store their excess solar power into the electric vehicle. So they're not pulling from the grid to charge up the electric vehicle. And then if there's a power outage, uh, she can pull power from the electric vehicle right. uh, without, you know, having a battery on the wall. And she said, I'm the first one that uh, even talked about this. Oh, boy. But it's not really available yet. It's coming. It, what well, kind of is available with the Ford F-150? Uh, Lightning EV truck does have that capability, and there's a few others, uh, but not it's not widespread yet. But it, it certainly will be over the next few years, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, I know that's what we're looking forward to in our family. Oh yeah, because yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we have two, two, three electric cars, so yeah, mm -hmm. it'd be nice. Well, and you have numerous power outages where you are, so mm. not really. No, <laughs> not really. Right. <laughs> but, exactly. So. I mean, it, it just, for us, it makes sense because, you know, we're all, those, those giant batteries on wheels are just sitting in there, mm -hmm. right? So. Until you drive them away, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about uh, efficiency, Jamie. Efficiency. Oh yeah. Well, That's right. uh, you'll, you get to spend some money on that efficiency, but uh, right. you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Cool. Soon, soon as things are happening with that. Uh, then the next thing uh, let's see, is actually on the mandates for uh, solar already on new homes. Oh. And so Cal California did this uh, about three years ago, maybe longer, where they uh, mandated that every new home that's built in California had to have solar. Right. Well, uh, this created a huge amount of resistance in the home builder uh, world because they didn't want the additional costs. So then they just passed those costs onto their customers uh, in the form of a solar lease. And uh, then Thanks. those customers, yeah, exactly. Oh They're like, uh, so, horrible. so then the, you know, the lease people who uh, signed up for this didn't know any better. And now they're locked into a 20 or 25 year lease and no, you know, they can buy it out early and things like that, but it's not, oh, and the, the, they don't get any tax credits or anything. So uh, it created a lot of trouble on both sides with the customer and the builder. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was not, uh, required on commercial buildings. So right. any new commercial building, well, have at it, same as before. Mm -hmm. Well, now there's some new considerations happening where commercial solar uh, or co solar on commercial buildings is going to be considered and is being pushed uh, now on the legislature. So we shall see what happens uh, because it should they even make those buildings solar ready uh, that would reduce the amount of conduit and tunneling and electrical and all this kind of stuff. Uh, the infrastructure could be there. So when electricity does get super expensive, like, I don't know how it could, more expensive, but even more, more next expensive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next month. And maybe, yeah, 4.0. Coming, coming soon. Well, oh yeah, there's some. Anyway, so tons, tons of electricity increases as well. But uh, in any event, just wanted to... Uh, so that I, you know, I was calling for that three years ago yeah, as well so, uh, and getting rid of the residential because if you have a Tesla Model S and then you have a swimming pool and you have a heat pump, you're going to use a lot of electricity. Your neighbor may just have 
a gas power car and no swimming pool, and they're going to use a lot less. So applying the same, you know, if, if the house, the example in house one has 25 panels, that might be way too little. And then the guy next door, it might be way too much. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's no sharing <laughs> of the power. Right. So it, it's kind of ill-conceived, but uh, the solar ready part, I'm a big fan of. I think that makes sense. Uh, now they have to make it ready for not, not to use the smallest wire and the smallest conduit and, you know, cheap out on that kind of stuff, but actually make it so it would be usable. That would be great. So I am looking forward to the inner solar and seeing I'll be checking all the, the news and the videos and not all of them, but a, a lot of them mm-hmm. and uh, seeing what I can bring back for uh, the next episode. So no one else has to go to uh, inner solar, but uh, I can filter <laughs> everything out. <laughs> Your virtual correspondent, Jamie Duran. That's right. Uh, a virtual. We will be there virtually. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So we will give you more updates next week. And I, I just got to throw my hat into the ring with making commercial, new commercial construction solar ready or requiring solar. I think it's a good idea because after that place is rented out, there really is no motivation for that owner of that whatever strip mall or something to put solar on there, right? Well, uh, except for the NEM 4.0 that you keep yeah, talking about, which sure. is the increased electricity rates. So, But yeah, as the building owner, I don't care. Right. No, but if you can't rent it out because electricity or if your tenant say I can pay the rent, I just can't. And I I actually I've talked with tenants in Brentwood where Mm -hmm. they are going, oh, my God, no one told me that the electricity bill was going to be eight hundred dollars. We have you know, we just can't stay here. So as soon as our lease is up, we're out. Wow. And so I said, well, you know, I talked to we tried talking. He has no interest. So anyway. That's the way it goes. So that's why, yeah, making it mandatory for for commercial buildings, that's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. Okay, good. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. Thank you. That's my my two cents, and it's probably probably not worth that. But, oh, well, I'm putting it out there. (laughs) Gavin Newsom, you got my vote. All right, there you go. Oh, God, why do you got to say that? (laughs) Just kidding. That's All it. Right. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> no, the, the, the views of Adam Duran do not necessarily reflect the views of Straight Talk SolarCast, its officers, directors, and managers. Who does? And hosts. Okay. Well, and hosts. That's the most important. <laughs> yes, we are two different people. Thank you. That's right. All right, Jamie, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for taking uh, another 10 minutes or so out of your busy week to listen to us here at Straight, so- Straight Talk SolarCast. If you have a question for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast, send us a message through there, or go to our website, solarharmonics.com, click on the podcast link at the top of the page, and you'll be taken to a library of our past episodes. If you have a friend considering going solar, this would be a wonderful podcast to introduce to them because they will learn a ton, and what they learn will end up saving them thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of their system. What better friend is that than... I don't know. So until next time, everyone, see you. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. 
visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.